Hey ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. We are back today with our Titus 2 talks, and I am joined by my sweet friend Denise Palmer. Denise, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me again. Yes, well, we have loved going through these, and I can't believe we're like halfway through studying through Titus. What a blessing to me personally. Yes. It's been wonderful. I know, and it's been amazing how much this study has crossed into so many other aspects of my life. You know, I'll be talking about something totally unrelated and I'll be like, well, you know, this ties into Titus. It's just amazing how the Lord does that. I know it. He's so good. He is. But we're excited to continue this talk. So we, you know, have been working through really the whole book of Titus, laid a lot of framework um, for the entire book, and then diving specifically into Titus 2, we have been working through the things that the aged women are to be teaching the younger women. In Titus 2, verses 3 and 4, it says, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And as we are working through this list, it brings us to talking about being discreet today. So discreet. It's a word we don't hear often Mm -hmm. in today's vocabulary. And anytime that we study God's word or uh, we look at a word, a new word to us, perhaps, we need to make sure that we have a really good definition and understand what that word means. Um, We need to understand what the Greek or the Hebrew word is as well. the word from which was it was translated into English. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking at this word, um, some of the definitions that I found were having or showing discernment or good judgment in conduct and especially in speech. So we know we're going to be looking at the way we speak and the way we conduct ourselves. Also, unpretentious, modesty, unobtrusive, unnoticeable. Those were some definitions. Um, and this this word, this Greek word, when you look at it, and I'm not even going to try to t- <laughs> pronounce it, <laughs> but it means to separate mentally, to perceive, to be prudent, to be wise, to understand in the causative sense. So, um, you know, as I was looking at the definition and trying to wrap my mind around what this word discreet means, it kind of took me back to that first word, sober. Mm-hmm. And um, all of this just kind of goes hand in hand. Yes. So then we go on and we look at places in the Bible where the word discreet was used. And we see it used in Genesis when Pharaoh was looking for a man, a discreet and wise man, to set him over the land of Egypt. And, of course, he found that discreet man in Joseph. Mm -hmm. And he says, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. So Joseph is an example of discreet Mm -hmm. and was described as being discreet. And then also, um, when we go to the New Testament in Mark chapter 12, we see that Jesus answered a question discreetly. 
he said unto them, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man after that does ask any him any question. And that was Mark 12, 34. So we see that Jesus um, is answered questions discreetly. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know Jesus is perfect in all attributes and all of these words. So we just kind of get an idea, kind of flavor of what this um, word discreet means. And I love that it, and especially in Genesis, connecting discretion with wisdom, mm-hmm. kind of that coupling there in both of those passages you share. Oh, yes. It puts that discreet and wise. And and then just as a in way of reminder, that word sober was being um, spirit-led or mm-hmm. spirit-controlled as opposed to being controlled by something else. And a lot of times we think of sober as being... Um, not drunk. Mm -hmm. But we can be drunk on things other than just wine. We can be drunk on jealousy, Mm -hmm. drunk on ambition. or So being sober is not being controlled by any other substance, but being controlled by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, And that's the way God works in His Word. Any list that we come to, and here we're going through a list of of qualities, if you will, usually the first word, the first in the list is foundational, and it's usually most important. Mm -hmm. And I think we certainly find that to be true here in Titus too, that being Spirit-controlled, Holy Spirit-controlled, Holy Spirit-led is foundational for everything else in the list, and it is of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, we just continue on with looking at this word discreet, being prudent in speech and action. Um, other words that just popped out, it was, which I think is really going to be, um, you know, particular to us as women, mm-hmm. but is unobtrusive and restrained, not readily revealing thoughts and feelings, which we have a tendency to do at times, Uh, dependable and capable of being trusted, not excessively showy or lively, free from indecency or obscenity, delicately complex and understated. And so as I just looked at those, I thought, man, those are really good qualities. And and I fail so often in some of these um, areas. I want to be... Um, I want my feelings to be known. Mm-hmm. I want to be justified. I want to, it's not my fault. I have an explanation for that, you know, and mm-hmm. and we're just, we're so concerned with making, to being understood, yes. making people aware of what's going on in our feelings and in our, you know, what's going on in mm-hmm. our world. And then a lot of times just being trusted, um, we talk too much sometimes and we divulge information that really maybe we didn't intend to, but some of that comes from just wanting to be, you know, seen or wanting to be heard or this need to be the center of attention. And I am so guilty of some of these things Mm -hmm. often. And so if I am sober and I'm beginning with that Holy spirit led being filled with the Holy spirit and led by the Holy spirit, a lot of these things are worked out. A lot of these things are taken care of mm-hmm. because I'm being controlled by this Holy Spirit and not my flesh. Yes. So um, another thing that I looked at was just where was this word prudent used in the scripture? 
And I found it used in Proverbs many, many times. And mm-hmm. I think, I, let's say, 12 times. It was 12 times in mm-hmm. Proverbs. And of course, the Proverbs are principles in which we live by and, and guide our lives. Yes. You know, they're very good things for us to do and to um, implement well, linking in our it life. back to Genesis, I mean, that's our, our guide for wisdom. Yes. So much of wisdom is found in the Proverbs, which yes. is just, again, tying all of this together. Right. But Proverbs 12, 23, a prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness, that just having to speak, but... You know, a prudent man, a prudent woman is quiet and concealeth some of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs thirteen sixteen: every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. And, you know, just that, I just think about that woman that is so rich in wisdom and knowledge that just lives a very quiet, peaceable life. Those waters run really deep mm-hmm. in those women. And, um, and I just think this is a picture that woman is discreet mm-hmm. or prudent. I think it, we can use those words interchangeably here. Um, continuing on with Proverbs 14, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his goings. So just not taking everything at face face value, but as the scripture says, test the spirits. We are to test, we are to run everything through the filter of God's word. And, um, and I think we just see this in the prudent woman, the discreet woman, mm-hmm. and the Proverbs. I, I, I challenge um, our listeners to look up that word prudent and see where it is listed, and, and the word discreet also, mm-hmm. and see where it's listed in the Scripture and read those verses. They are great verses for us to, to live by and to employ in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, how does this apply to women, how does that apply to me as an aged woman being a model to a younger woman or being that Titus II mentor? Um, how does that apply to me? How do I teach discretion? How do I model that to those are, that are younger? And, you know, it's possible to hear but not understand but a prudent or a discreet woman, she understands. And so all of this goes back to that very first word, sober, being Holy Spirit-filled and Holy Spirit-led. That's how we understand. The Holy Spirit gives us understanding. And we can't understand anything unless the Holy Spirit opens our eyes of understanding and teaches us. So discretion is it's primarily demonstrated um, through our speech and actions. And our speech and actions are an exterior response to an interior reality. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we can't just gin it up. Mm -hmm. We can't just say, grab ourselves by the bootstraps and say, I'm going to be discreet today. It really is a product of what God is doing Mm -hmm. on the inside of us. And it all begins with that Holy Spirit-led and being controlled by the Holy Spirit instead of controlled by ourself or mm-hmm. our flesh. And um, so these 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 out, outward speech and action, all of that is just a response to what God's doing on the inside. So what we want to do as Christian women, oftentimes, is we want to look at a list like this, and we want to pick out the things that we can do 
um, in our own effort. Yes, um, the easy ones. Yes, <laughs> and and sometimes we'll go all the way to toward the end of the list, like keepers of home, and we mm-hmm. think, well, if I keep a good home, if I cook a meal every day, if there's peace in my home and, you know, all of these things, if I clean all of this up and if I pick out one or two of these things, well, then that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in good um, standing with the Lord, but that's not what God wants. God wants us dependent upon him. He wants us to be um, like him. Mm-hmm. He says we are to be holy as he is holy. And all of that comes from a work that the Holy Spirit does inside of us. It's not just cleaning up this facade. And what we will do oftentimes, if we look at the verse, 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10, we'll read a verse like this. It says, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. And so we see all of these things and we're like, oh, I can do that. Check. I can wear modest apparel. Check. Mm-hmm. I can have shamefacedness, you know, put on a, a serious uh, countenance. I can be sober. I can be a teetotaler, if you will. Check, check. I can do that. I won't wear a lot of jewelry and draw attention to myself. All of this, this is all becoming. Uh, women who are professing godliness, I can do good works, check, check. And so we try to do it in our own self, mm-hmm. our own way, and we don't allow God to do an inner work within us. But God sees right through all that. He sees through that facade. He sees through our acting, and he sees through our lies and all that fakeness. And um One of the ways that he reveals this to us, and we talked about this pretty extensively in a former um, podcast, is he allows these trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. to come into our life to reveal these lies and to reveal where we're just acting and where we're where we have a facade that there's really not been this heart change, Mm -hmm. but we're just trying to do it in our own um, in our own strength. And being self-controlled instead of spirit-controlled. Well, I'm very much a checklist person. Mm-hmm. So the easy route for me is to look at a passage like this or these other things that you've brought in. And yes, look at that exterior. This is what a Titus II woman looks like. Right. So this is what I'm going to work on. You know, I'm going to work on the modest apparel. I'm going to work on the keeper at home. I'm going to work on the, you know, showing my husband and children affection. Mm-hmm. But really... It's a backwards thing starting with this exterior and hoping that that will move to the interior. I love how you brought that out earlier, that all of this, really all of the Christian life starts in the heart. It sure does. And it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaketh, whether that's positive or negative. But as we're studying through this, Titus, I think that's what I keep coming back to is while, yes, we want to know what the outward signs are because we are working on those things in our lives, it's so important to take it back to the inside and realize that discretion, this isn't going to be something I check off my list in an afternoon. You know, this is going to require heart work. Yes. Years, you know, probably till the day I die. Heart work. And But as God matures in this area, as God grows us as women in this area, 
these are then the outward fruits that not only blesses your life and Mm -hmm. the life of those that Mm -hmm. are in your home, but beyond that into this Titus 2 ministry as you're passing that on to other women. But that is just such a convicting thought, especially as we deal with some of these you know, the sober, discreet, and some of the other ones that are coming, you know, while it does give clear explanation of the outward, it has to start inside. It has right. to be something that is right. deep within. And, and I guess what I am suggesting is that we can do that for a period of time. Mm-hmm. We can fake it till you make it yes. for just a short period of time. But when the fire of life, mm-hmm. when those fiery trials come, um, we do not have the strength yes. and all of that will be crumbled and, and destroyed. And God uses those trials. He allows those to come into our lives to show us these places where we are just faking it mm-hmm. and not really committed and not really leaning on him and not being controlled by the Holy Spirit. And well, so I think of Job too. He talks about that, the refiner's mm-hmm. fire. You know, when you've tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And I know there's been times in my life where it's taken the fire to burn away the dross. Mm -hmm. And then I'm left realizing Mm -hmm. there was a lot of exterior and I haven't invested what I needed to in the interior. Right. You know, and but but God does that pruning work, that purging work in our lives to make us more like him. And and that's as you go down the list, that's what we see when we get into chase and I mean, these are just things that we cannot muster up. These are mm-hmm. this is a heart work. This is something that God does on the inside of us. And when we think that we have it all figured out and that, oh, I'm really discreet and I'm controlling my mouth and I'm controlling my actions, um, then a trial comes mm-hmm. and then we realize, no, we aren't because what happens? How do we react? Maybe that's a way that we need to examine ourselves. How do we react when, when someone falsely accuses us, or, um, or you know, financial issues come, or health issues come, or our children do not behave the way that we think perhaps they should? I mean, how do we respond to these trials mm-hmm. in life? And that's really really the heart starts coming out, really what's on the inside of a person starts coming out um, in in those instances, in those trials. And this is all part of biblical womanhood. Uh, it's not, it's all of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just one word. We can't just pick or choose out of this list. It's all of it. And when we surrender our life and yield our life to the Lord, and we live our life in obedience to His Word, and the Bible tells us that He washes us with His Word. Mm-hmm. When we spend time getting to know Him, um, studying the Word of God, and allowing Him to transform us from the inside out and mold us and make us and and to look more like His Son Jesus Christ, then these things they they happen. Mm-hmm. They just occur. God gives them to us, um, and so we we. We have to start with God's word, and we have to start with yielding our life to Him. Um, and, and this is the whole definition of biblical womanhood. It's just not one or two things. It's it's a it's a lifestyle, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's a complete uh, surrendering of our life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about a biblical woman or a discreet woman 
is going to understand 1 Corinthians 6.12, where the Bible tells us that all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So, you know, this freedom that I have in Christ, I can do anything, you know, and God will forgive me of my sins. And so these things might be lawful or can be done, but they're not expedient. They're not beneficial. They're not, um, and some of these things control us. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to be controlled by other things. We want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And as a discreet woman, we understand, yes, I can say that. Yes, I can do that. But is it expedient? Is it beneficial? Is it glorifying the Lord? Is it something that needs to be said? Or, you know, am I, what kind of spirit am I in? How am I right now? Why am I saying this? Am I saying this thing or doing this thing to help and to edify or to tear down and just be destructive because I'm angry or mm-hmm. I'm bitter or I'm... So a discreet woman, um, this example of biblical biblical womanhood understands 1 Corinthians 6.12, that while we have um, freedom to do whatever, a discreet woman is going to understand mm-hmm. um, understand the things of God and choose wisely and depend upon the Holy Spirit to guide her thoughts and actions and do the thing that is most beneficial. And that is part of being controlled by the Holy Spirit and that is discretion, mm-hmm. saying things discreetly and doing things uh, discreetly, using discretion. Yes. And I feel like, I mean, <laughs> Titus could say it of his culture, but we can say it of our culture, discretion as a whole, as a characteristic of man or woman, I feel like is something that is very lacking. Right. You know, we don't tend to have deep thinkers, people that think independently, right. much less that can show biblical discretion. And, you know, I'm even thinking in my own life how I am lacking in this area and ways that I need to gird up myself in this Mm -hmm. as a piece of armor, really. Um, Because I do think that it is a way that Satan has gotten a hold, especially in, Mm -hmm. in Christianity, is, you know, he when we've talked before about how he can't take our salvation, but if he can keep us distracted, right. he keeps us from fulfilling what God has for us. And I think some of that falls into this realm of discretion. You know, if we don't have this biblical discretion, we are not able to notice when Satan is attacking mm-hmm. or when maybe false doctrine or wrong philosophy is mm-hmm. creeping into our heart. Or, you know, so there's just so many layers of how important this is in the life of a believer. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have to ask ourselves a question, where do I need to exercise discretion? Mm-hmm. Where does this discretion need to be displayed or, or exercised? And one of the areas is social media. Mm-hmm. We post way too much on social media. Um, we... We air grievances on social media. Um, we're boastful and braggadocious, mm-hmm. you know, on social media. We want to portray this image oftentimes, not always, 
that oftentimes we portray an image that simply is a lie. It's something, it's like an idea that we have or a dream that we have, but it's not a reality. And so, um, you know, I would, I would even say like, if I'm talking to a younger woman in the faith and, um, social media is very, is a big part Mm -hmm. of the culture now. Think and pray before you post things online on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever means that you're using. And and just think, yes, you have permission to do that. And no, you're not breaking the law. Or, But is it beneficial? Is mm-hmm. it expedient to do some of these things? And so we need to look at areas. We need to understand what the word discretion means or being discreet means. Um, but we need to look at ways and places that God wants to exercise discretion Mm -hmm. in our life and where we need to exercise discretion, Um, even in friendships. um, I know you and I've talked before about um, complaining about our husbands to our mother-in-law or, you know, (laughs) or something, you know, you need to use discretion in, in how you talk about even family situations or how you talk about friendships, um, how you talk about the church, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the things that we say about, the bride of Christ is so cruel mm-hmm. and so condemning. And we don't use discretion in our words and actions when it comes to the church. I mean, there's it's a word that we don't use often in our vocabulary in today's mm-hmm. culture, but it is something that is most needed, which you've already pointed out. And it's something that we can exercise in every area of our life. Mm-hmm. We just need to be aware of it. We need to know what the word means and we need to ask God to show us where we need to use discretion and it like I said it's in our friendships in our relationships in dealing with the church um, all of these mm-hmm. places where we use speech and where we use action we need to practice discretion and um, you know a lot of times you know when I first came to this word and was looking at this word I thought well discreet I'm discreet yeah yeah I've got that check mm-hmm. but then as I began to study and as I began to ask God to reveal areas in my life where I'm not using discretion it was amazing how he showed he brought up conversations and mm-hmm. said you weren't really discreet there and in this action you really weren't using discretion here and um, so it was very, it was very challenging to me mm-hmm. personally. And I do, I do think it's kind of a forgotten or overlooked word yes. in this list that we really need to focus on, that we really need to give some attention to because God can do a work and change us mm-hmm. in this area of discretion if we ask him. Well, bringing it full circle all the way back to connecting this discretion with wisdom. You know, we've talked before many times on these Titus 2 talks about that sanctification road, that mm-hmm. process. And as I'm thinking through this word, you know, I, I more and more as I'm just meditating on this, I don't know that it's something we'll ever fully check off because as we grow in our wisdom and understanding of God, our discretion should always be growing and maturing right. and developing. Right. And so this it is I think it's a an overlooked one but one that is so important in the life of a believer but especially as God has addressed this specifically to women mm-hmm. because we do and we've we've talked about this too but we wield such powerful influence mm-hmm. over you know younger generations over our husbands over ministry 
over, you know, younger women in the faith. And discretion really is an important maturing characteristic. Yes, it is. To be defined by mm-hmm. as a woman who mm-hmm. is walking that sanctification road. Right. I, you know, I was putting myself in that the shoes of the aged woman and just asking myself, how do I help younger women understand this this difficult word? And how do I help propel them toward discretion or help move them toward discretion? And of course, the very first thing we do in anything is pray. I, I This is an attribute, if you will, that we need to pray for, for mm-hmm. ourselves, but also for, as an aged woman, for a younger woman that may be in my life or that I may be mentoring, praying that that, woman, that younger woman would receive um, and be filled with love, wisdom, and discernment which is part of discretion mm-hmm. and, and praying for that for myself as well, that I could model that and show example of that. So in conversations with her, not just telling everything that I know, but holding some things that were told to me in confidence, confidential, mm-hmm. you know, and not divulging everything, um, being known as a woman who can be trusted, that could, that you can talk to me and I'm not going to, judge you or chastise you, but let the Holy Spirit do that in your life, but also not go and tattletale and tell that to everyone and say, guess what? You know, oftentimes when we compare ourselves to others and we put others down, we think that that pushes us up. Mm-hmm. That makes us better, you know, because at least I'm not like them, mm-hmm. you know, right? I'm not a gossip like them and we push them down and we think it elevates us, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And a discreet woman knows that, and a discreet woman doesn't have loose lips. Mm-hmm. You know, they are they can be conf- confidence, and they can be trusted um, with whatever mm-hmm. is told to her that she's not going to um, to just blab that everywhere. Well, and I think that's such an important, you know, being a younger one, even thinking of our relationship. You know, this is something that. I pray for you in our relationship mm-hmm. because I know there are times where I need that mm-hmm. biblical discretion. You know, right. there's, I think, I think so often of, I have a lot of younger women message me and say, we're praying for a Titus two mentor right. in our life. And I think this is something to pray for as you're asking God for that kind of friendship, because this Titus two friendship is set apart from I don't know that normal is the right word, mm-hmm. but your average friendship. Right. You know, this is a very God-centered, Bible-centered friendship. And and I think discretion is so important because I'm just thinking, you know, in, in our relationship, I want to know that I can come to you right. and trust you and know that you're going to give me the Bible answer, whether it's really the answer that I want or not. But, but I lean on that, and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for that. And I'm just thinking, too, you know, as you're speaking— more from the age of looking back and and I'm hearing so much from these younger women. This is such an important aspect of this Titus two relationship, this discretion on both ends right. to really be praying for each other that God will grow us. Right. There's always someone looking at us. There's yes. always someone younger in the faith, um, maybe biologically or in age, mm-hmm. they're younger, but they could be spiritually younger too. There's always someone that we can mentor or that is looking at us. Um, We're all of us are in some capacity, a Titus two Mm -hmm. woman. 
And, you know, a second thing that I would do is encourage that personal, intimate time with the Lord. If a prudent and discreet woman is going to encourage that, because you know what, Brittany, I don't have all the answers. And I can't, you know, the advice that Denise would give you would be fleshly and would be chaotic and would end in destruction. But the Lord's order, and that's what we're learning Mm -hmm. here in this book of Titus, is God has an order. He has a way of doing things, and those things need to be set in order here on the Isle of Crete, Mm -hmm. and they need to be set in order here in America, and they need to be set in order in our relationships, in our lives as well. And so for me to to tell you what, well, this is what I would do, Mm -hmm. is just going to end in distraction and ruin. Um, But what I need to always be doing is encouraging you to be in God's word. And what would God do? And what does God say to do? And that would be through Bible study, through um, just being washed by his word. And, And when you're in God's word, you're discovering truth for yourself. And when we discover truth for ourselves, it sticks. Yes. It's like God showed me that. God taught me that. He He places it. He deposit, deposits it in our inner man. And it sticks. And, you know, you may forget what I said tomorrow, you know. And so we should always, as an aged woman, be pointing the younger women to the word of God. They should always be spending time alone with the Lord, getting to know him, getting to know um, his word, discovering truth for them, themselves, asking what's God's expectation of them. Um, it doesn't matter what my expectation is of you. What matters is what God's expectation is of you. And how are how is he conforming you and changing you to look more like his son, Jesus Christ? You don't need to look like me. You don't need to look like any other woman on earth. You need to look like the Lord Jesus Christ. And a discreet woman is going to be doing that and challenging the younger ones um, to do that. And all of these, as we are, as we've already said, um, when we're Holy Spirit led and we're controlled by the Holy Spirit, these things will come. Discretion is a product of a Holy Spirit led controlled life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and you're not going to be Holy Spirit led if you're not in his word and prayer is the fuel. So if I'm praying for you and I'm encouraging you to go to the Lord for this power, then you have more of a chance of being discreet and, and, and gaining this, this attribute, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, than if I'm just counseling you in my flesh and telling you what Denise would do. Now, as we, you know, as we are spending time together and you're confiding in me, and I'm just going to use this as an example because I don't know what else to do. (laughs) But so you're confiding in me and I'm sensing things and I'm praying and I'm encouraging you to be in God's word and I'm being in God's word myself. There will be things that God will bring to my mind and say, say this Mm -hmm. to her. Um, Just ask her to read this verse or what does this verse say to you? Um, We may gently need to um, approach some subjects or talk about some hard, difficult things. And it may be things that you don't want to hear. And, um, 
and I need to be in the right spirit when I say those things. I need to, it needs to come from a heart of love and a heart that wants to see you succeed, not be torn down. It needs to be fueled by scripture because his word doesn't return void. His word is powerful. His word changes lives. His word is what washes us, not anything that I have to say. And um, so we just, I'm looking for opportunities. If I see something or the Lord opens my eyes to something, I'm looking for opportunities to s- discuss the issue mm-hmm. or um, or whatever it may be, and, and looking for ways, scripture examples out of scripture to point you to that and say, take a look at this. How did she handle this in the word of God? Um, this is an example that the Lord has given us. So how does that apply to you? Read this verse. What do you think that's saying? Um, how has the Lord spoke to you through this verse? Is there anything in this verse that maybe God's you know, showing you something, opening your eyes to something. Anytime um, that we have to, I don't, I hate to use rebuke, you know, those sound like such hard words, but anytime that something needs to be discussed, it should always be through God's word and it should always be from a heart of love that wants to to restore, to put that mm-hmm. relationship with the Lord back in order. Yes. And, um, and, and then just pray for his perfect will and his perfect timing. And um, other, you know, I don't know how to teach someone to be discreet. I don't know how to do it in myself. You know, I don't know how to be discreet myself. It's just, it's something that comes from spending time with the mm-hmm. Lord and being controlled by the Holy Spirit. It's a product. And, um, and then it's that we have opportunities to practice it and mm-hmm. to exercise it. And so we look for opportunities to do that because we want to look more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this has been great. This is, again, just another encouraging episode, really a challenging episode, I think, to all of us. Very because I so. think this is definitely an area where we can all grow in. And even as we join again next month and talking about Chase, it's just going to keep building mm-hmm. on on this foundation that we have laid here. Um, so take this one to heart. Take the next month before we join again to really think over this and pray through this. And, and like you said, ask God to show you what are areas in my life that I need to work on this area right. of discretion that right. I need to grow in. And your listeners may even have some suggestions as well. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm always open to... Any wisdom because we all need it. Me too. I need it. Yes. Yes. Well, do you mind to close this out in prayer? I'd be glad to. Father, it is just so amazing how you work in our lives, how your word is so applicable um, to 21st century. And I thank you that you are a God of order and that you are a discreet God. We can come to you with anything and uh, you have the answer. And so, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you how, how you wash us and you clean clean us through your word. I thank you that you um, it's readily available to us and that you teach us. And I just pray as we dwell for the next month upon this word discreet and we look for opportunities to practice discretion, I pray that you would just grow us in that area and that you would just change us to look more like your son, Jesus Christ, in this area as well. 
Thank you again, Father, for all your good and perfect gifts. In his name we pray. Amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.